Welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'm going to be your host today. I'm really excited about the word I got to share with you today. Uh, it's it's a good word. Uh, I love history, and we're going to look at a little historical account of some of the scripture. And uh, I, I really pray that it provokes you uh, in your heart uh, to be a student of the word. Really, you know, we call our ministry is Empowering Life Ministries, and our hearts desire our success is to see people, you know, really get into the Word, see them be successful in their walk with God. And that's what we're doing with these podcasts. And I do want to thank you for taking the time to join in with Donna and I. Uh, If you're doing it at a devotional time or just a a study time, we're honored that you would uh, come on and be a part of this podcast. I would ask you if you would, if you could leave uh, just a word about what it means to you or whatever, we'd really appreciate that. You can put that in a review and uh, maybe to provoke somebody else to want to tune in. But let me get into the Word. We're in Romans chapter 1. We've got down to verse 17. We looked at last week about Paul not being ashamed of the gospel and uh, went through that and took a few rabbit trails, but I think those things are good sometimes. But let me read verse 17, and we'll get right to the Word. It says, For in the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. (laughs) As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. And I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, just to remind you of that. And in my Bible, it also has uh, in parentheses, this is a quote from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. So one of the things I want you to think about is, of course, uh, during this time of these epistles being written and uh, all this taking place, uh, there was no New Testament, okay? So I think sometimes we take that for granted that they had the same Bible we have today, but we have the benefit where we can look from the Old Covenant forward to the cross, and we can also look at the New Covenant back to the cross. And there's so much that we can... Uh, you know, just the opportunity to understand in a greater way uh, than really these men of God had. And of course, it's revealed by the Holy Spirit, and that's great. But really looking at this, this is the scripture that provoked Martin Luther in 1517 to nail his 95 thesis on the door of the Castle Church in Wittenberg, Germany. And what that was, was 95 complaints to the Roman Catholic Church and the hypocrisy they were walking in, particularly the indulgences that the church practice. It brought about the Protestant Reformation, and it birthed the movement of churches outside of the common, uh, common uh, Catholic, Roman Catholic Church. Excuse me. He was excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church in 1521 because he wouldn't renounce his writings. And at the demand of Pope Leo X in 1520, and the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V at the Diet of Worms in 1521. And uh, I got that information from Wikipedia, so you can check me out on that. But uh, really, this brings us some historical context to this verse in Romans that the Apostle Paul uh, quoted from Habakkuk. You know, And I find that, just as a student of the Word, I find that encouraging because Paul is doing just like what we do when we prepare a message or we're studying, you know, to get understanding in the Word of God. Paul went back to the Scripture and revelation came to him. Habakkuk 2 and 4 reads like this, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but 
the just shall live by his faith. So history teaches us that this verse Paul wrote in Romans 1 and 17 was a quote from, of course, Habakkuk 2 and 4. And it was Luther's argument to the Roman Catholic Church because they realized nobody could work for their salvation, but it was a gift of God to all men, simply by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Luther also argued that all the saints of God were priests unto the Lord. And of course, that didn't sit well with the Roman Catholic Church, and eventually it led to his excommunication. But you know what? Uh, the thing about this is this. Uh, it's sad, but the same thing still happens today. Whenever revelation comes and it starts being declared, many of the people that get those revelations, they're way out front in hearing God in some of these things. And when that revelation comes and they start saying that, they get branded or they get labeled as heretics. And people are warned to avoid them, to separate from them. The truth is, if it don't sell, sit well with you when you first you know, hear it and it's being shared with you, just sit on it for a little while. Go to the Word of God and investigate it for yourself. It's got to become truth to you before you can you know, declare something or receive something. And we need to be Berean men and women of God. We need to be people that go to the Word and see if those things are so. Uh, it'll have to become your truth so you can walk in it. So don't destroy the messenger. Uh, that's bringing a new revelation and something that's coming. Even if after you investigate the Word and you believe it's not true, you're still to walk in love, period. You know, our heart as the body of Christ and walking as Jesus should be to walk in the love of God. That should be the thing that's always in our hearts. So we've got to ask the question, what's the Apostle Paul trying to teach the church in Rome with this message? The just shall live by faith. Really, his message was that salvation can't be earned. You can't work for it. It's not a performance-based uh, thing, but it's a gift that you get from God. You can't buy your salvation. He even told the church in Ephesus in chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, he said, it's by grace that you are saved through faith. And it's not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, I wasn't going to do this. But I want to take a second and turn over, because that wasn't from the Amplified Bible. And I want to read this from the Amplified. It says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It's not the result of what anyone could possibly do, so no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I, you know what? I think that's extremely important for the church in Rome to understand that, especially for the Jewish converts that were there, because everything they had with the law was a totally performance-based uh, uh, concept that they walked in, and it'd be difficult for them to accept it. In other words, it sounds too good to be true. And the truth is, it is too good to be true, but it's still the truth. The Gentile believers there, they didn't have any issue receiving this because they'd never been under the law. The big challenge for the Apostle Paul here, to me, was this. 
he he was getting uh, the Jews and the Gentiles to work together for that church to succeed. And I want you to think about something before we move to the next verse. The Reformation was brought about by Martin Luther's revelation, or, or where he said the just shall live by faith. And had, that had been known for centuries, not just in Paul's writings, but from Habakkuk's writings first. The Holy Spirit brought revelation to Luther as he spent time studying the Word of God. Not only studying, but he worked hard to get the gospel out to his nation of Germany. Did you know Martin Luther had translated the Bible in the German language and used several scholars to help him in his endeavor producing the Luther Bible in 1534? Man, I'm telling you something. At this time, uh, that's, that's a miraculous thing to take place. Uh, this revelation of the Apostle Paul, the same revelation Luther had, was bringing to the church in Rome somewhere around A.D. 57, and it was probably the first time the writings of the Old Covenant was seen through a New Covenant lens. I, I can only speculate here, but I, I can relate to the excitement Luther had to feel as this revelation dropped in his spirit. And the thing that excites me the most is knowing I, uh, you know, really knowing there are probably a vast number of scriptures waiting on somebody like me and you to unwrap and start another reformation in our generation. I want desperately to unearth the treasures of the Word of God that we can just skim over sometimes and, you know, we don't take any, don't really pay that much attention to them. I believe we can pull truths out of them and see it bring freedom, deliverance, maybe even a glimpse into the heart of the Father. That makes me want to really be a student of the Word. And I trust the Lord will connect the dots as we seek out truth. I believe this. Truth gets lost in time. And many are restored again as men seek the face of the Lord. Many truths, that is. And they release it again. I believe that's exactly what happened with Luther. He unwrapped the truth as revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, by Habakkuk, and the Apostle Paul. And I believe this. I believe we're in Reformation today. The message of the kingdom spreading throughout the earth and it's transforming lives. It's a restoration, really, of the grace of God and the love of God. It's in the forefront of it. But also, it's, a, it's really a deliverance from the duality of law and grace. It's being understood like never before. And I'm, I'm sure it hadn't in many generations. But we're living right now, I believe this, we're living in exciting times. And we were just in a church recently, I shared this uh, word about uh, a reformation. And I really, I told the church that... Uh, I, I see the next thing happening in the church is a great harvest from this Reformation taking place. That's going to overflow our churches. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready for it to happen, and I won't be right in the middle of what God's doing. You know, it's uh, the pandemic and stuff like that's going on has put the church in a place of just losing focus and just, just I don't know really what to call it, but it's just got us off kilter, really. So I encourage you, you know, prepare yourself, feed yourself with the word every day and ask God to put you in the middle of what he's doing in this earth right now. It's a really exciting time. I hope you can join us next week. God bless you.